Yes, welcome to the bonus on this. Well, uh, we're we're in March already. Who could believe that? Um, not me, but we're we're at the end of March, which is even amazinger if that's a word. Coming up on today, coming up on today's show. Well, in fact, before we begin today's show, I should tell you that the bonus is about not just waiting for some well-meaning person to give you your human rights, but demanding them. So, now it's over to a man who, well, my co-host in crime, a man who, well, should be, is the funniest man not to be appearing at the International Comedy Festival. It is Raphael Caleb. And that's why I'm over on radio where you can't actually see me. Now, seriously, what we're talking about on tonight's oh. show is we're talking with Jonathan Goodfellow about his forthcoming photographic exhibition called A Survivor's Journey to Abstraction. Fantastic, and uh, and that promises, and uh, it promises to be a fantastic, promises to be a fantastic interview, and uh, we we'll be back in just a few moments. Over seven and a half million people tune into community radio stations around Australia each month. Just like you, they're tuning in to get diversity, alternatives and to escape from the predictability of mainstream media. That's good morning from the Concrete Gang. And we're getting stuck into the garden show. Good afternoon and welcome to Ruminations here on 3CR. Welcome to another edition of Great Voices, 3CR's classical vocal program. Good morning and welcome to the Latin American Update program, 8.55am. Every day, 3CR brings you current affairs, local music, gig guides, activist information and community views and voices. Make sure you join us. Call 9419 bit of a, a warning to people that we may be discussing content of uh, to do with sexual abuse survival so if if you believe that is something that is um, well something that you don't want to don't want to hear feel free to uh, just switch switch over maybe and uh, listen to uh, or uh, come back to us next month or Go away for half an hour and do something else. Anyway, uh, without further ado, it's time to introduce, at six past six, it's time to introduce our first guest. Well, we are talking with Jonathan Goodfellow about a survivor's journey to abstraction. And similar to the boldness, Jonathan, I believe that you're being a human rights activist as well. Hello, Jonathan. And we're just uh, struggling to hear Jonathan at the moment. He may be talking to us, but we can't hear him. Which is, uh... Oh, hello, Raphael. Hello, Jonathan. We are talking with Jonathan Goodfellow about his forthcoming photographic exhibition, A Survivor's Journey to Abstraction. And similar to the boldness, I believe that you've had some human rights in the past. Yeah, yes, I've worked um, on human rights campaigns um, for, well, most of my adult life um, uh, and um, I guess uh, started out in areas of gay law reform and then HIV AIDS 
uh, rights and then more broadly disability legal rights. And with your forthcoming photographic exhibition, has this yeah. work influenced what you what your photographs were they influenced with this forthcoming exhibition? Um, by those human rights movements, yes. Um, 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 some of the work actually, um, you know, looks back uh, to um, when I guess I first um, started, um, uh, you know, my fine art, which was in uh, the late 80s. And um, there'll be some works from that period. Uh, and um, some of those certainly touch on um, uh, some of those human rights movements. Um, and I guess um, my work now is very much about trying to um, portray, uh, I guess, you know, versions of, of the world or visions of the world that would otherwise not be seen. Um, um, you know, with some of my current work, uh, uh, one particular piece is called Unsurveyed, and it's really about how, um, you know, people, no matter who they are, uh, kind of get, I guess, uh, colonised or their their um, their identity um, lost um, um, in, in sort of modern-day um, ubiquity, modern-day, um, you know, life that becomes very generic. Um, so yes, I think um, even today, um, those those issues of uh, you know being marginal or your rights being marginalised are pretty central to my work. Now, with your art, is that an extension of your life, or is it part of a healing process, or is it just different issues that have come up that have interested you? Well, it's something that um, I, I'm returning to has been um, a revelatory process for me, really. I guess I um, hadn't expected um, to, uh, for, for, for the artistic process to, I guess, um, settle itself in, in me and me in it um, to the extent that it did. And I guess that's really been a big um, stimulus or basis for... Uh, my own ongoing recovery. Now, what are being some of the steps of your recovery? Um, well, I guess for a long time, I didn't think I, I needed to recover. <laughs> um, I mean, I have had other things in my life happen to me that I certainly have needed to have therapy about. But until 2013, um, my, the childhood sexual abuse was not something um, uh, that I had sought assistance about. It was, um, if you like, the um, probably the one last thing that existed that I really hadn't dealt with properly. And the uh, establishment of the Royal Commission uh, into Institutional Responses to Child Sexual Abuse, um, called by the former Prime Minister Julia Gillard, um, was really the catalyst for me uh, um, beginning my recovery um, and understanding that it was something I needed to um, make some testament about, whether that was in, to myself or as it's turned out to the Commission directly. Um, uh, and, um, uh, you know, I guess since then, it's the art um, that's both fed my recovery and my recovery that's fed my art. Now, is it with the photography and the art, did that start when you 
I'm a lot younger. I believe part of your story is that you started off doing a degree as a photographer in arts? Yeah, that's right. I started um, in 1989, uh, formally, and um, I did two and a half years of a three-year uh, um, course um, uh, in in photography at a media art um, TAFE in uh, Perth. Um, and then after that, I worked commercially. So I was involved in um, creating um, some of the first safe sex campaign uh, images of, um, I guess, you know, um, it's, you know, it, 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 eye-catching images of the human form, etc., um, that would actually um, provide a safer sex message. So um, I guess even from a young age, I was involved in, in um, you know, as, 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 as we already talked, other human rights issues. And um, so that early work did focus on that. Um, uh, yeah, then I guess I had a fair... I was really um, captured by um, working more full-time for those causes rather than documenting them or being a part of them in an artistic sense. Um, and so didn't, um, you know, use a lot of that uh, or wasn't involved in a, in a very um, full way in an artistic process, but rather would occasionally take photographs as I was able to. Now, as part of your, um, basically your, your curriculum in life, is that um, you wrote a paper about uh, disability and I think it was one a very sensitive subject, disability and sexual abuse? Yeah, that's right. So interestingly enough, before I really um, came to terms with these issues for myself, I was involved in researching what some of the... Um, issues were for uh, people uh, with a disability that affected their cognitive ability um, around their reporting and seeking justice for um, sexual assault. Um, I did that when I worked for an organisation called the Disability Discrimination Legal Service and was in, you know, involved with a team of people that um, did that work. Uh, and... Um, writing up the final report, you know, I guess um, whilst I knew what had happened to me, I simply didn't put it into the same category um, and certainly didn't think it was anything I would uh, end up dealing with myself. Um, but interestingly, yes, I was involved in that work. Um, and, um, you know, I guess that, it, you know, I don't know, even though that work came before the calling of the Royal Commission, maybe if I hadn't done that work, I wouldn't have then taken up that queue at the Royal Commission. So, I mean, these things, you know, whilst they don't necessarily happen for a reason, I mean, children don't get sexually assaulted for a reason, um, you know, you can, uh, you know, from these experiences learn a lot and, and take a lot on and certainly things that have happened to me in my life, you know, would not happened if, if A and B had not happened and C had resulted. Um, so, yeah, there's been, it's been... Uh, meaningful to have done that work in the past and made it easier when I did come forward, I think, in some some ways. Now, as part of the forthcoming exhibition, A Survivor's Journey to Abstraction, that's a rather unusual name and it seems it's just some healing to me. Can you elaborate on a little bit more about the title? Yeah, well, I guess, um, you know, really my... Um, process since I gave um, evidence to the Royal Commission, which was 
um, something that took time, well, not time to give the evidence, but time waiting before I had a private session with a commissioner. Um, and as is the experience, I think, for many people that have, have uh, given their uh, story or told their story to um, the commission in a private session, as I did, um, you know, waited for a year and a quarter. I, I knew that that there would be a long waiting time and that was never too great an issue for me. And I guess that meant in some respect I was free to to get back into my art and, and that's exactly what I did. And really, as I've, I've, I said earlier, the, you know, the arts burned my um, recovery and, and you know, ability to tell my story to the Commission and that also... Um, informed and um, spurned on my um, my art. So um, from, from that point forward, I knew a body of work was forming and would, would hopefully get to exhibit it one day. And the other thing that's happened to me in returning to my arts practice is that my work is um, primarily abstract in nature. So it's not figurative in the sense that I am using um, or trying to portray a, a figurative image or a representational image. Um, so it's kind of the opposite, I guess, of um, a, a, a representational um, painter who's trying to make their paintings look as, as real to the eye as possible. Um, what I do is use the, the photographic method to abstract images and to um, help things be seen in a way they would otherwise never be seen from. You're listening to The Boldness. Our guest tonight is Jonathan Goodfellow, who's having an exhibition called A Survivor's Guide to Abstraction. Jonathan, what do you think that um, having the having self having this self-expression that uh, art can give you can help you to to recover from um, traumatic events or or post-traumatic stress uh, disorder? Yeah, well, certainly in, it's not been just my own experience, but many people's experience, perhaps, um, um, you know, a lot of people have perhaps done it in a more formal way than I've done it. I think, though, that it, the idea of um, art therapy um, in the way I've looked at it, um, uh, to uh, as a tool to recover from, um, uh, you know, severe trauma um, as a result of childhood abuse, um, has been that it's been reiterative. So in in talking to people, it's it's somewhat like exposure therapy. So in creating art that's about it, it's somewhat like exposure therapy. I'm I'm thinking about it in a non-confront confrontational setting in which I can safely approach the subject um, and of course I also see professionals like a general practitioner and a psychologist and of course I have those settings I can freely discuss um, these issues in as well um, and I wouldn't suggest anybody necessarily you know go down this road without having those formal sports in place but um, certainly the artistic um, expression has been um, one that's meant I've had to talk a lot about it. I've had to 
um, uh, you know, uh, explain what some of my works are about or, um, you know, where uh, some of um, my, my very recent um, works come from in terms of their, their expression. Um, and so I've been, in a sense, forced to undergo a form of um, exposure therapy by talking about it uh, and being willing to come out about my experience. Um, uh, and, you know, I do that for not just the fact that it's um, at the moment uh, feeding my artistic um, expression, which I'm sure it won't do forever, um, but, um, you know, uh, also because it, it hopefully will help other people who either haven't started their journey um, of telling or even really admitting to themselves and um, to professionals who might be able to help them with those memories and um, and that trauma, um, that you can go on a journey, that you can explore these issues and you can um, at least have some form of recovery. And recovery, of course, means many different things to many different people, as it should. Um, it's a very individual um, uh, experience. Um, but really, apart from it being, you know, linked into to my art, it's also, I hope, to send a message of, of hope and possibility to other people who might get some benefit for themselves from, from dealing with their um, history if they haven't done already and that regardless of whether they have or not, that art can be um, a healthy and safe way for them to look at some of those issues, you know, if it's done in, in a properly... Um, and sorry if it's done in an environment that's safe in a way that's, uh, you know, relevant to the person and their narrative and their needs. Well, I think it's important that you mention that it's in an environment which they feel safe and supported. However, why is it important for a person with a disability to actually tell a story in their own words? Well, that's, yeah, I mean, um, it's really, I guess there's two things there. The first thing is really them telling themselves or, or, or being clear with themselves about what's happened and seeking to share that story with a professional person. Um, the second part of it is really about whether or not people are willing to speak out about their experience. Um, and that's a different decision altogether, I think. Um, um, you know, in, in terms of people just even to themselves and say a therapist, a psychologist, being able to express their story and put it into their own words is really important for being able to then, I guess, see it for what it is. And that is for those people for whom it happened to them as a child, something you have absolutely have had no control over and that the reactions and responses you've had since then really should be seen and need to be seen in the context of that childhood experience. So being able to eventually putting it put it in a, in a way um, that's meaningful um, uh, for them um, in a therapeutic setting where somebody can help them to see that, it, that, you know, unlike probably they were convinced to believe by perpetrators that it was somehow their fault and they had some sort of guilt in that process or some sort of, um, you know, somehow they agreed to this, to this abuse um, is, is actually not true. And many people, you know, uh, upon hearing that for the first time, begin to understand that what's happened to them has been, um, a, you know, great a, a great mistrust or, or, or 
a breaking of, of a trust often and um, certainly an abuse of, of power. Um, you know, no child um, can consent to a sexual act. So um, by its very nature, childhood sexual abuse is something that the child themselves can have had no control over. Now, Jonathan, is it, how difficult is it to arrange or try to um, get funding to host an exhibition? Or are you seeking people to sponsor you? Or Yeah, yeah. Well, I am running um, a crowdfunding campaign uh, to um, help fund the exhibition, um, uh, which is on at Box Hill Community Arts Centre. And um, the reason I guess I've done it with, with crowdfunding is, is because, you know, for a long time, um, my health has been affected by this issue and um, so my employment history, for, for example, is, is broken as a result of um, me becoming unwell from time to time. And so it's left me in a position where if I'm, if I'm going to um, hopefully get um, my artwork seen by a wider audience and by people that it might be of some help to see, um, then I, you know, I needed to gain some support to do that. So um, I've got a, a, a crowdfunding site at the Australian Cultural Fund which uh, provides for charitable donations um, uh, so people can uh, essentially uh, over $2 receive uh, receipts and claim um, those uh, donations in their tax return to reduce their taxable income. Um, But I also have a generosity page, which is Indiegogo's um, personal um, not-for-profit crowdfunding um, arm, um, uh, and that's where people can say pre-purchase an artwork if they want to, or um, I've got greeting cards um, um, with some of the works that, that uh, have a narrative of recovery um, from childhood trauma um, in them. And so, you know, the, the people can get different things through those different parts of the campaign. I guess I see it as as there's something that's a reciprocity, you know, um, through one side that Australians can get taxable, um, you know, make a taxable donation, a tax-deductible donation. On another side, they can buy some beautiful artwork if that's what they prefer. Now, can you please um, tell people the details of your exhibition, A Survivor's Journey to Abstraction? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. Um, if you, by the way, if um, people search either generosity.com um, or the Australian Cultural Fund uh, org.au um, and search for a survivor's journey to abstraction or my name, Jonathan Goodfellow, they'll um, get to the crowdfunding pages, which also gives people a lot more information about my journey. But the actual exhibition is on um, from the 19th of April until the 1st of May at Box Hill Community Arts Centre. It's free for people to come along and see it. I've got an opening event on um, Thursday, the 21st um, of uh, um, uh, April. Um, at, that's at the gallery as well, obviously, at 570 um, Station uh, Street in Box Hill. Um, and that night, um, uh, the opening, the exhibition will be officially opened by um, Fiona Patton of the Australian Sex Party, who's now a member for the Legislative Council, Northern Metropolitan um, uh, Region uh, in Victoria. Um, and um, obviously I'll, I'll be there to, to meet people and um, we'll be also having a fundraiser for the Organisation Living Positive Victoria. 
fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us this evening, Jonathan, and good luck with your exhibition. It's been great to chat to you, Raphael. Thanks so much for inviting me to come along. Cheers. Thanks Thanks very much. That was Jonathan Goodfellow, who's... Whose exhibition is a, as, uh, who's it? Who's survivor's journey thank you. to survivor's and Jonathan Goodfellow's forthcoming photo exhibition is a survivor's guide to abstraction, and it's on at the Box Hill Community Art Centre. All right, well, we're just about we're just about out of here. Um, I don't think we have anything further to... Do we have anything further to mention? No. Well, as I said, we have got ten more voices coming up next. Well, they're, yeah, they're up next. Any community announcements we want to leave people with? Well, we have got subscriber drive-in. Do we? When's that happening? Well, it's actually happening this week at the moment, isn't it? it? Is it? Well, uh, well uh, yes, I guess it is. Do you want to tell people more about it? Well, subscribe to 3CR. Keep independent progressive radio on the air. Subscribe to 3CR. You can subscribe online through the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au. Call 039-419-8377 for credit card payments. Or you can visit the station in person at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy to pay by cash, credit or by cheque. Or you can post a cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. Fantastic. Well, uh, get on and subscribe, good folk, if you like your... uh, If you like your media, truly independent is what I was trying to say. Now, um, Well, Finn, there's a much better way of saying that. Is that if you don't think the revolution has started, you're on listening to the wrong station. This is 3CR, Voice of the People. There you go. Uh... Very well done. Very well done. Now uh, we we're just about we are now, now we're now uh, gonna we're now gonna go. We'll be we'll be back on in, the twentieth of April. On the twentieth of April, and uh, up next the, the up next we've got Tamil voices.